What's going on, Breaking Barriers Podcast? What up? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? It's Tuesday again. Chilling, man. Again. Drina, you going? Drina, you huh? going? Of course. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm ready for the mo- I'm ready for the polls right now. I'm like, what they gonna say? Come on. I always get excited though about election. Well, local elections. <laughs> yeah, they were. Um, were your kids out of school today for election day? Oh hell no, they don't do none of that. Oh, oh yeah, they were. Out of <laughs> they don't. No late starts. No. Oh, they they oh, wow. they don't. They don't want us to go vote. They're not going to give us no extra incentive to go vote. A regular day. They hope we forget about it. Hmm. <laughs> Did you go? You vote? I went first thing in the morning. You vote? Yeah, it was a whole bunch of us at the polls, so we'll see. Okay. Oh, happy election day. Yeah, all that. Yeah. <laughs> go whoever y'all like. <laughs> well, it's, this was an election for like a lot of uh see- officials so the uh the circuit clerk um justice court judge and then another big one was the attorney general so for the state so and of course the governor race but okay okay well for those of you who do not know who we are we are the breaking barriers podcast and we have a good 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 show today we got a great guest coming on to chop it up with us tonight so let us go ahead and get started with our amazing topics. First, I will introduce my co-host, starting with the amazing, the legendary, the living legend himself, Mr. Adrian Taylor, a.k.a. Mr. GC, you already know. Yeah, man. A.k.a. <sighs> Working hard, shouting, you feel me? Hey, trying, trying to get to the bags. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Then we have our girl, Miss Jarena, a.k.a. Drina Dream. A.k.a. Drina finds out. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> and then we have our host, and she always has the most going on, Miss Dee Dee, Miss a.k.a. The Core Queen. A.k.a. This time change got some melatonin in it. I swear I'm sleepy. What is yeah, wrong? What happened? <laughs> Man, I've been struggling <clears throat> trying to get it's, it's oh god. I, up until a up until a month ago, I thought it was over with. I was like, no, they voted on it. This is the last one. Right. People at work were like, no. I was like, I'm sure. And I had to go back and I was like, oh yeah, I guess they didn't make it official. So here we oh, go again. It's ridiculous. This just throws everything off. Right. We're going to go ahead and get into our trending topics. Um, and y'all know I got to brag about my Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Go, birds. Beat Dallas. We beat Dallas. Dang, he couldn't talk no junk this week. Thank God. We eight and one, baby. Eight and one. Let's go. Because y'all watching this week. I watched the Saints game. <laughs> We are, we are uh, the, what is, what is the NFC South? We number one, but we got, mm-hmm. that's not saying a lot. 
Not who did y'all play this weekend? Who did we play? Oh, the Bears. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we played the Bears. Oh, man. The Bears. Man. Get out of here. That's like playing a JV team. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know nothing about no other teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh it was some good football. Uh now we shut the Cowboys up. I'm so happy. So happy. I was I did watch the LSU versus Alabama game and I was like, oh, this is gonna be back and forth all night. Uh, but LSU, they couldn't pull it um, off. I didn't get to watch it. I was driving, but I saw that score. I was like, uh, well, here we are. Right. <laughs> So um, I know I'm not sure if y'all, if either one of you have had the pleasure of going to Houston and checking out the Turkey Leg Hut. Have you have you been? I always feel the hype about it. I never been to it though, but I know they keep a line wrapped around the building. Yeah, I've been once. Um, and it was it was it was cool. They I think it's too much food, but that's me. You know, I don't eat a lot of food. It's just way too much food. Um, but I thought it was an amazing experience. They had a great well-oiled machine. The operation was great, like how everything worked. But um, so, you know, for some reason, folks like to put their business on the internet. And apparently this amazing couple that built this brand, the wife has come out recently to say that um, she pretty much been fighting for her life behind closed doors. Her and her kids have been with an abusive, manipulating, lying, deceitful, gaslighting, narcissistic man, and it's become unbearable. So she has to tell everybody now. Mm, um, mm, mm, mm. She said that the man that me and my children know is cruel, abusive, emotionally and mentally and completely void of any emotion. From the time they wake up to the time they close their eyes, they are literally fighting for peace and sanity. I'm like, oh. I don't know how that'll affect um, the business and people supporting, but uh, I don't know. Hmm. That's pretty sad. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be tough. Cause I mean, what she said was that was mm. tough. That wasn't just like we going through some things. Uh-uh. That, yeah. Unless she's going to take over herself. If he's going to be attached to it, they business probably going to take a hit. Because, I mean, in the past, people have had issues with him. People have talked about how arrogant and how much of a bastard he is and how he acts. So, it just throws fuel, you know, to the fire. So, yeah. So, this is another lesson in ladies who <laughs> what you asked for. Just because the man looks nicely packaged. And he, when you asked him for these six figure niggas, hey man, don't, come don't, with do a lot. don't do that. Don't come do that. Come on, everybody want them six feet tall, six figures, six inches. They want all of this stuff, but ah, be careful. Be careful. Your blessing might be in a five foot four package. <laughs> And when I see you with a five foot four dude, Didi, then well, no, 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 he got he, he could be five six. 
He could be five six. He can't be five. He's gonna be shorter than me. He could be five six. He could be the same height. Okay. But five four. Mm -mm. Drina. I was actually the last guy I was talking to was actually shorter than me. Really? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Look at God opening y'all ways of your heart. I've dated guys my height, so I've never required six feet though. That was never even a thing for me. I don't care about that. I don't care either. Even my, my kid's dad, he was like five nine. I'm five seven. Yeah, right. So as long as I can't see the top of your head when we stand, I don't want to see the top of your head. I don't want to feel like when we cuddling and you and you spoon me, I feel like I'm a backpack. I don't I don't want to be that like, no, I'm good on that. So um Dreamer, you said that I need to go ahead and hurry up. And listen to that Jeezy album. I, I need. To I thought it was two thousand. I thought it was two thousand eight again. I was like, "Are these old?" <laughs> he been waiting to put them out. I was like, "He mm. he was ready for this." He probably mm. we probably had some old stuff that he just had, and I'm sure. Yeah. Whenever uh when they said it was a double album, I'm like, okay, this no, no limit type of album dropping. <laughs> So like you say this, this sound like some old Jeezy. I'm gonna have to check it yeah. out. I, I, I mean, being honest, I didn't know it was coming out to probably about a week and a half ago. Me so, yeah, I, I, I think no most clue. people like that. I think most people, because he dropped saying, you know, the the title of it, and it just so happened Friday morning. I know uh, Mega Stallion just dropped a single, and then he dropped the album. But that's the only album I was looking forward to. Hearing so, um, Meg the Stallion dropped single. I ain't heard nothing about that. It yeah, was it, was called, it was called Cobra. Oh, Cobra. It was, yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of people were talking about it. Um, it's fire. Joe Budden, Joe Budden said it was fire. He said fire. he feels maybe that's why we ain't heard about it then. she not talking he, about twerking and popping and pee popping on the handstand. On this, oh no, she ain't talking about none of that. Well, that's the only reason I know about it is because my homegirl sent me the cover art and she was like, Girl, she copying off you because <laughs> she did it with Snake <laughs> and she looks like she got the same kind of like stuff I, I had. Saw, I mean, yeah, I saw the cover art, but I didn't know that was to a single. That was for her single, yep. Yeah, that's the name of the Cobra. Yeah, no they're not marketing things the right way anymore. Like, it's it's hard to they, tell what's happening. they lazy, mm -hmm. they want you to already have all of that together yep. and they just want to stamp their names on it. They mm -hmm. want it to be like, I stamp my name of approval as the label on this, but you got to do all the work. Yep. You got to make it hot. Not us no more. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I know that like when of course Taylor Swift has did it, just dropped an album and Beyonce they, and I think Rihanna even did it once, but those those are people who are like up there. Like they can, oh they can do that. You yeah. can't I can't be the city girls and be like my album uh, dropped last night <laughs> and expect uh, the world to go crazy. I love the city girls, but I'm saying they're not on that same level. Like they should just not rap anymore. Like seriously, I don't. <sighs> do you think you gotta get to as... Drake could do it? Drake even Drake could do it, but you got to get to that point where it's like whatever you do, they gonna it's gonna catch out like wildfire. You can't just be somebody. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> you think the city girls has lost their fizzle as artists and they People need to go into other things? 
people don't want to hear that kind of music anymore. I think we're it's 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 old. We don't want to hear it. We're tired. And plus, the people that were supporting them, you know, when they first came out, they're older now, so they they don't want to hear that no more. And the city girl, like we we're tired of stripper rap. We don't want to hear strippers rapping anymore. Can we actually hear some lyricists again? Maybe, possibly. I, don't know. I think just the city girls type. Music, I think that the city girls type music is only like good for, like you can get a summertime hit from you know that's gonna be on the radio or it's never anything that I'm gonna ride and listen to the whole album. Like it, it's never yeah. been that for me. And these artists aren't, they're not the type of artists that should be creating albums. Nobody wants to hear a whole album of the City Girls. Who is listening to that? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, we're good <laughs> on that. I'm not, sorry. So um, let's move on to our icebreaker topics here. Uh-oh, Drina, you're going to make us think today. If you could only <laughs> listen to one artist the rest of your life, who would it be? I know mine. Mm -hmm. Dang. I I would say Erica Badu. No, I think that I would be sleep. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Erica Badu. Um, dang, that's hard. So it's it's extremely hard for me because I like genres, and so right. to say one artist. Is extremely hard. So I'll, I'll say this. Um, for me, it would have to be, it would have to be Outcast. Okay. Mm. And this is the reason why. It's because they've hit multiple genres in their mood in their music. You know, they got they got pop, they got rap. I love rap. You know what I mean? They got some some RB type records too. So it's like and I like them. So it, it came down to me like Outkast, Kanye, Rihanna, you know. It, it, it's got to be somebody that embodies a lot in their catalog. So, it, and that's a hard thing for me to just be like, oh, now if you would have said what rapper or what R&B or yeah. you know what I'm saying, that's a little bit easier. But um, yeah, so if I had to choose, I guess that's what I'm going with. I would probably choose some old, old school. So it would probably be like New Edition or something like that. You saw New Edition going to get a Vegas residency? Brit, oh, I'm going. Yeah. I love New right. Edition. <laughs> I love hey, when you go, you got to see Bobby because, like, let me tell you, I don't know if y'all done seen the show. But if you see a show now, Bobby takes breaks. You hear me? Because like, he big. <laughs> he can't move like that no more. <laughs> In the middle of the set, like Bobby be walking on the stage. You know what I mean? And you know they that's when they try to transition to like Bell the <laughs> music. You know what I mean? Stuff that he's not on to give him a break because Bobby be <gasps> Bobby the <need> oxygen. <laughs> and he, he needs and he, oxygen. He, he like, got no shame. He don't seem to have no shame about it. He like he, he walked straight on stage. He, he walked straight on stage. Okay. We get him a break, and he come back. You hear me? He is not out there for that whole forty-five minutes to an hour. Nope, <laughs> he is not. So poor Bob. <laughs> All right, last icebreaker topic. Um, 
what is something that you've never done before, but if you tried it, you believe you'd be awesome at it? Um... Hey, Felicia. Um, what would I be? I've tried so many things. <laughs> um, a stripper. <laughs> she ain't playing. She ain't playing, y'all. She said she dead serious. She's serious. She's serious. Yep. No, serious. no, because my my neighbor is a pole dance instructor. And she tried to teach me how to pole dance. Man, I say, no way. I would never. No, that mess hurt. That pole be scraping. No, I'm like, how y'all do this? Talking about your skin starts to get used to it. I don't want my skin to get used to it. <laughs> Man, I thought my arms and legs were on fire. I said, ain't no way in the world I could do this. Mm -mm. <laughs> no. I don't know. Uh, I, really, I really think I could be a race car driver. <laughs> Okay. Drina. <laughs> Drina, Drina, I should have jumped in there first because I was going to play a pilot. A pilot? Yep. Oh, Lord. We'd be crashed the hell up with me trying to fly a plane. <laughs> <laughs> think I can do it, y'all. Oh, man. I don't know. Yeah, I can't say, yeah, pilot. There it is. Hmm. All right. Adrian can do anything. Adrian can do anything. He delivered a baby. His own Period. baby. Period. That's what I should have said. Dang, I ain't even a doctor. A labor and delivery doctor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he can do anything, Adrian. <laughs> Delivering babies out here. Holler at your boy. All right. We're going to get to our main topics. We're going to introduce our... Well, Adrian's going to introduce our guests. Oh, snap. Hold up. So he's going to introduce them. I'm going to give him the honor and the privilege to introduce I got to find it because I sent it to you and I ain't. Mm -mm, mm -mm. You only sent me one. Right, right, right. Um, now I got to go up here and find it. You want me to do it? Yes, please. Okay. How about I, I, I got you on the second one. Okay. Since well, you I will introduce our, one of our guest co-hosts tonight. His name is, and I don't want to pronounce his last name wrong. Kyle, I want you to say it, Adrian. What's his last name, Adrian? Adrian. You talking to me? Yes. <laughs> Pronounce his last name for me. He going to have to help you on that because I don't want to mess it up either. All right. I'll just try. His name is Kyle, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> he is an adopted American Kore of American Korean descent. He has a 10-year-old, and he loves to travel. In his free time, he likes to work out or watch any kinds of sports. He's been traveling overseas for more than a year now, and he really enjoys it. Y'all, welcome Kyle to the show. Kyle K. Look, I could have just said Kyle K. Welcome, Kyle. Hey, hey thank you. Thank hey, you, guys. Kyle. Thank you. Hey, what's going on? How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Awesome, awesome. So we're gonna bring on our next guy, man. This this guy is a, is an awesome man. Um, we met, we've been talking, chit chatting. Um, he's a professor. He's a college professor, man. Um, he's actually been on the Tamron Hall show, discussing this topic that we're about to talk about right now, right? Going overseas for love. You know, he might have had some some situations with that, but I'm gonna let him tell you about it. My man, Jonathan Farley. 
Bring them on in. You. Welcome, Professor. Thank you. What? Professor Ogilvy. No, I'm joking. <laughs> That's what I thought. When... <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. We are so happy to have you guys here today. So we got some topics. Listen. I'm not responsible for these topics. No, I'm joking. No. <laughs> hey, man, they want to know. Inquiry minds want to know. They want to know. So we finna give it to them. Okay, we're going to give it to them. We're going to start with our first topic. Because for some reason, this has been like the buzz for everybody. And, not, and we don't know the ins and outs of everything. So why do you think passport bros get such a bad reputation? Uh, Professor, you can go first. Yeah, one reason is simply the jealousy of the American women. They see men going elsewhere. They think they're losing out on them, uh, and so they bash them. And there are also the false ideas that men are going overseas to exploit women. Uh, actually, even though I had a bad experience when I got married to a wife from Russia, uh, when I met her, she appeared to actually be richer than I was. I thought she would be taking a step down economically in order to uh, marry me. So it's it's not about any kind of exploitation or anything like that, but those are some of the reasons why they have a bad rep right now. Yeah, no, I mean, I have to agree, especially kind of go, you know, the mindset of the American woman thinking that oh, they're just going overseas because it's easier, or you don't make enough money, or this and that, and I think that's really why you know that people have came to me like oh, is you know, tell me more about this subject. Because I just think it's easier and, you know, you're taking away from a lot of the, you know, bachelors that are that are here in the United States. So you guys think so, because from what I've heard before I knew anything about, first of all, I'm, I'm retired military. So passport bros is not like abnormal if for me, like men yes. have been doing this forever. Like I don't, I never saw an issue with it, but what the problems that I had with the term or what was buzzing around was that American, specifically black women, were less than, or they were all of these things, so this is why. Instead of it just being, I just prefer this. I, I have more experience over here, I, I enjoy it more, I just like this more, without bashing another demographic of people. So that was my issue, because that was always the buzz going around, like, oh, y'all don't do this, y'all don't do this, y'all don't do this, so I'm gonna go over here. Actually, yeah. the bashing does exist, uh, but it's not unwarranted. In the 1980s, there was a lot of bashing of black men. You saw that in The Color Purple. Uh, but back then, the racism was such that black men in America had no alternative. Then maybe around 2008, I think it coincided with the election of Obama, uh, all of that fell away. And African-American men had other alternatives, not just in the United States, but they could go abroad. Uh, so there are problems that um, American women generally have. But I actually wrote about specific issues that I had with African-American women in Essence magazine. Uh, there's an essay I wrote uh, in the year 2000 called Players and Professors. Uh, but it was actually about how I was considered less than. It was pretty funny. Um, there was a girl uh, that I met who told me that um, she used the N-word. And that was supposed to be a good thing. I wasn't that. I wasn't the N-word because men who are the N-word could like, like protect her on a dark street at night, um, whereas I was like safe. And, and so uh, that's why she didn't want me. This is what she was telling me. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, fine. 
I, uh, I got my doctorate at the University of Oxford. And it's kind of funny, I didn't need to change a thing. I didn't need to uh, you know, wear expensive suits. I didn't need to have a six-figure job. In fact, I was a student. Uh, and yet I had uh, these women who were interested. And, uh, and much later, when I had a Fulbright Distinguished Scholar Award to the United Kingdom, I had women who literally could have been models uh, coming up to me, or at least spilling their drinks on me at parties. Um, and so in the United States, I have to be somebody else. Uh, I either have to pretend to be Tupac or be alone, whereas and, at places like the University of Oxford in, in England uh, or on the continent, um, I lived in Austria for two years, uh, I could just be me. I remember being at a party and this 19-year-old girl came up to me, I was 38, <laughs> and wanted me to join her friends to go dancing. Uh, when has that ever happened in the United States? To me, never. It's actually frowned upon, like the, the age gap in the United States. Yeah, like, exactly. You, you if you get see that. someone out, if you see some 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 older guy out with a younger woman in the United States, like if you go to Miami, it's like, oh, she's a gold digger. Oh, you you know, she's just with him for money because he's old. But you know, that's that's you know, to your point. So yeah, and even though the woman I married was a gold digger, I was uh, more accent. I'm like, but it did happen. Like that's fact, not just the U.S. thing. Well, the woman I married was a gold digger. It turns out. However. I'm in touch with um, uh, several women that I, I met when I was trying to find a wife. And uh, I don't think they were all like that. And some of them have gotten married uh, since then. Uh, but and, and the reason why it didn't surprise me when I met my wife, she was younger than I was looking for. I was 42 and she was 20. Uh, but that wasn't unusual. That wasn't out of my experience. That's why nothing took me by surprise about that because I'd met other women who were uh, much younger who were perfectly fine uh, talking with me. I remember when Obama got elected, this girl who was 18 at the time uh, turned to me. This was in Austria and I was taking a German language class and she congratulated me. Now I didn't become president, but <laughs> she congratulated me when Obama got elected. And uh, you know, I've, I've known how, her- how, how, I mean, when you say she congratulated you, what you mean? I mean, literally, she turned around in the German language class and said, congratulations. Oh, OK. <laughs> she played that Jeezy song. <laughs> but later, okay. but later we, we went out. You guys know what I'm talking about. We went out for uh, <laughs> a time in, uh, in Austria. Um, you know, years later, she invited me to her 23rd birthday party in her home country of Albania. I'm still in touch with her now. Uh, so this wasn't someone who was, and, and she's married, uh, this wasn't someone who was trying to get a green card or anything like that, but she just happened to me at, at the time half my age and was perfectly um, willing to uh, be on an even level socially. Okay. So how did you find out she's a gold digger? Like, Oh, my wife? Uh, <laughs> yeah, your ex-wife, ex right? Yeah, so, so my ex-wife, uh, I found out because, well, even though I felt she was much wealthier than I was because I met the people she said were her parents, they had a really nice flat in Alanya, Turkey, on the southern coast, and uh, it was a really posh place, like 50 yards from the Mediterranean. But even though um, I saw that, she never asked me for any money the first three years that we knew each other. Of course, yeah, you need to have some income in order to take her you know, to Rome and Venice and Paris and stuff like that. But, but she never asked me for any money uh, directly until she came to the United States, and then she spent a lot. But even then, I chalked it up to her not knowing the real exchange rate between the ruble and the dollar, right? Because 
you know, what is a lot of money in terms of rubles or what's a large number in terms of rubles isn't really that much money. And so I thought she's thinking the same thing about dollars. Uh, but uh, when she stole almost all my furniture, <laughs> then I realized, okay, she was in it for some other reason. But uh, as I said, I don't think that characterizes the vast majority of women you might meet. And this problem in and of itself can be solved very easily. You see, if you come on a fiance visa, you get the green card in four months or so. They just need to eliminate that and make the visa tied to the maintenance of the marriage. So if there's a divorce in, say, 10 years. I, I think they change it to a two-year waiting period where you can't get divorced or the green card's canceled. I think they recently changed that mm. because of, of the women exploiting um, the men to get over here. Oh, that's great. So yeah. you met the, the female tender tender swindler, like that's what you, that's that's what you had because she had she had the patience, the time, she had it all. Like that that yeah. takes guts. So she had because she had the setup like he did, like you said, got the flat on the Mediterranean, looked like she got money to lure you in. Oh man, yeah, yeah, I, I believe she did all of that, and it's a cautionary tale because I actually did a lot of research on scams, and I still got scammed. It's because I think most people are embarrassed to say that they got scammed, so they don't talk about it. Uh, but I'm willing to make that sacrifice so other people, other men, don't experience what I experienced. Uh, so they need to know that these women, like you said, are willing to be patient. And they might even do things like like the, the people she introduced to me as her parents, I now think were actors. I don't think they were actual parents. And that, that fooled me because oh I thought... Well, right. I, I, it fooled Jesus. me because I thought, you know, you're not going to introduce me to your parents if you're really trying to trick me, because that would make you sort of like a, a, a prostitute, right? If you're willing to marry some man just to get a visa. So the uh, the introduction introducing me to her parents made me it, it disarmed me. Um, and mm. also, I thought that she wasn't clever enough to have this kind of elaborate plan. Maybe she was. Mm. I was fooled by it. Uh, but you know, when we were in Istanbul. I remember one time she didn't even know which direction to go and she seemed oh. very confused. And I thought, well, if you're that confused about which, which way to go, you're not going to be able to pull this together. But if she was working with a group about a week before I sent her away, she said she was connected to the Russian mafia. Um, I thought she was just angry with me and, and she was just um, saying this. Now I believe it. But if you have a group, then it's, it's 10 minds or more thinking. And yeah, 10 mines are better than one. How much did she get you for, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, the total amount that I spent when I was courting her. So these would, these would be the trips to you know Brussels and, and, uh, and I mentioned Turkey. I, I spent, by my estimate, rough estimate, about $50,000. And also the flat that we got, um, I, I kept paying because I, I had a one-year lease. And I wouldn't have had to do that if I'd never gotten married to her. But that money didn't go to her directly. So directly, all she got was the furniture that she stole. It wasn't new furniture, but it was like $5,000. Um, so at least uh, she had to do you know, certain things that she would not have liked uh, for, for that. Now, it's still a high, high price. but um, uh, So she didn't take the whole 50000 but that's the amount that I spent courting her, thinking she was genuine. If she was oh, genuine wow. and we'd gotten divorced, I wouldn't count that at all. I would just say... It's it's water under the bridge. Lesson learned. So I'm I'm just curious because you mentioned earlier that um, 
it was difficult to date black women in the US, but then you went overseas and didn't date black women there either. So was it not an option to date other races in the US? Yeah, so when I was an undergraduate, I gave a tale of woe, uh, but uh, trust me, it was bad. And I really did think what a lot of women will tell you, oh, it must be you. And then I became a graduate student at the University of Oxford, and I was surrounded by these women who were actually interested in me. Uh, but at the time, I was a bit of a racist, so I didn't want to date any white women, only black women. And at the University of Oxford, there are none, <laughs> right? It's like um, in a typical week when I was a graduate student 30 years ago, you wouldn't see any blacks. Mm -hmm. But I, uh, uh, I came back to the United States this time as a postdoctoral fellow, uh, I was living in Berkeley, California, and I had the same kind of experience. It was, it was pretty weird. I remember one time I, I passed by the president of the black student group who was a woman. I said hello to her. She didn't even reply. And then I passed by a, a white girl named Harmony Goldberg, um, who was also very, very attractive. And uh, actually, I think she said hello to me. <laughs> so it's, it's just weird. Um, but I have... Uh, you know, I did actually date black women, uh, but the experience was just radically different, especially from what I experienced when I became a Fulbright Distinguished Scholar in the United Kingdom. And then I literally would have women coming up to me after I would give a, a speech. Um, and as I said, I'm not exaggerating. Some of these women could have been models, but they were getting master's degrees in medieval studies or PhDs in economics. Um, and uh, that's, that's how it was. In fact, it was almost too much because I didn't really appreciate it <laughs> at the time. And so I sort of pushed away some of these women, at least one of whom I should have, I should have married maybe. Uh, one of the, these women actually wanted to be my campaign manager. I, was, I ran for US Congress in the United States, even when I was in England. Uh, and then she wanted to come to the United States to be my campaign manager, not to get a green card, because she lived in Germany. And which is a, so it's not like she needed to come to the United States, but um, she wanted to do it, but I, I pushed her away because I wanted my campaign manager to be black. And there was a black girl from Minnesota who had volunteered to be my campaign manager. So I picked her instead. Wow. So one more question before we get to Kyle's experience. Um, what was your goal when you left the US to go overseas? Like, were, what was the goal for you? So my goal when I went overseas was to get an education. But uh, if you mean to get married, it was just that, to get married. In the United States, uh, is there any website that says this is for men who want to get married, but it's a normal thing in the former Soviet Union. So there are, they call them mail order bride websites only for historical reasons. Uh, nobody's coming in the mail. Uh, you're not buying anybody. It's like an internet dating website, only you're not there for dating. Everybody there wants to get married. So did you accomplish your goal? Well, I did get married. I eschewed um, several women that I now realize I should have gotten married to. And then I picked the worst one <laughs> who turned out to be the stereotypical scammer. But as I say, as bad as that was, and it was pretty horrible, I do not think that she represents um, uh, the majority of the women that you would encounter. Because as I said, I'm in touch with several of those women. They aren't all doing a 10 year, this was 10 years ago. They aren't all doing a 10 year scam. Um, so some of them have gotten married. They're not waiting for me uh, to see how much money they can get. Okay. Kyle, what's your experience like? Yeah, so um, I got married back in 2018. Uh, recently divorced, separated in, uh, last December. Um, 
marriage, you know, the engagement process, everything was great. And then COVID happened and the marriage just kind of just went downhill. I don't know if it's because we're too much. Nothing crazy happened, like cheating or anything like that. It was just like um, she's Vietnamese. So, you know, it, I don't, it's not really a culture difference, even though, you know, my parents are a, a white American. Um, but really, it just went downhill. You know, I can remember specifically uh, I took my uh, took my son to Atlanta because um, he's my son is with somebody else was, was with my ex before that. And um, we got sick with COVID. I took him to see Spider-Man. And then uh, she was like, I'm going to my sister's. Don't get me sick or the dogs. And I'm out. Yeah. So I was like, wow. So I was one of those people at the time where it's like, hey, you know, stay indoors, all that. I was I had to go out to get, you know, the medicine. I remember going to like Walgreens, like sick as a dog, getting picking up stuff. And she she was an hour away at her sister. Don't get me sick. That was my wife that I married. So that's just an example of how it went downhill. There's there's a lot. I mean, there's a there's the stories can get kind of like I'm not going to, you know, go into detail, but the stories are similar. I mean, I go into detail. I don't care. I just, <laughs> you know, um, so yeah. And then, you know, kind of, you know, I, I tried everything I could. You know, we went, I took my wife to different trips around the world. We went to Europe, we went to Costa Rica. And, you know, I was trying to, you know, just anything to, to re spark the relationship. And she's very cold hearted. So, mm-hmm. you know, I spent, you know, I, I, I make pretty good money. I make over six figures. I'm, I'm six foot. So it's nothing like I can't get women here. But, you know, I, I was, invested you know in your marriage to try to make it work tried for two years kept going on and on and then um i mean at that point it was just like you're like what else can i do like you're stuck when you're stuck you're just like okay so i had moved back to baltimore and um uh kind of just you know landed ground here and one of my friends was like hey you got to go to columbia you got to go over you know you got to check it out he sends me pictures of stuff he's doing i'm like you know, I was like, you know, no, no, no. And he kept talking to me and he's very persistent. His name's Sam. So then, you know, working here and, you know, not really being too promiscuous because you're still married. We got, we got uh, legally separated with court docs and everything. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go over there and see what happens. Very risky. I went by myself, no Spanish, just booked a flight and went over there. I mean, I can remember I was like stuck at the airport. I didn't know how to fill out any paperwork. I couldn't even get checked in my hotel. I'd use Google Translate and all this stuff. I had no idea. And be- before I went over, I had no idea what the passport passport bros was. Nothing. I had. I didn't. I don't have a military background. I don't even know anything about, you know, international. So, um, I was dating girls using using uh, dating apps and meeting a lot of girls. And I, I'm pretty good. I'm in sales. I'm, I can pretty, I can weed these these girls out that are looking for money, looking for money, very quickly. Like, I'll, I'll just do stuff just to just to do it and see your reaction. Or I'll say stuff, or I'll say okay, or I'll leave money out on the table, or just something like that, just to kind of see how people act. Like one time, I remember I, I left uh my necklace on the on the table, and I left to see if they're you know just to kind of test people because i don't really you know you're in your foreign country you're kind of a target because they know you have money especially in colombia because in colombia you can be black white and look anything you know and you could be colombian but being asian you can't hide so you're like oh like and they love all they they, they love asians because of the bts you know that that that, that korean group i don't really listen to it and they like the, they like korean drama the tv shows so mm-hmm. like I can remember one time, for example, I went to the Daddy Yankee concert and 
I walk down and I'm like, what the heck is this? Cause there's no assigned seats and you're just like, kind of like fighting for your, for to sit somewhere. And I had p- girls coming up to me, like taking, wanting to take pictures with me. And I'm like, what the heck? And like one of them actually gave her boyfriend the phone, kissed me on the cheek and then took a picture. And this was like one of my first trips. I'm like, what is happening right now? I'm not Justin Bieber, you know, because <laughs> Asian, Asian men aren't really sought after in the United States. To, if you're, you know, just to be, to be honest. And I, I translated to this girl next to me. And she's like, girl, people travel from all over Colombia to see this guy perform, you know, and there's like from the, the, the corners of the depth where it's like, they don't, they've never seen an Asian before, but they love the culture. So I was like, you know, that's just an example. Like they, they love Asians over there. I was like, okay, cool. So going through that experience coming from the United States was like, whoa, because, you know, it's not normally like that. It's usually like a, a, white, a white guy or a black guy that, you know, gets all the, my son, he's 10, the Riz, I guess you could say. Um, I don't I don't know. That's what he, but yeah, so <laughs> I, I was dating and then finally, like, you know, you got to pull out the weeds before you can find the right one. And I mean, from my eyes, I was like, okay, maybe this is the right one. And I, you know, I, I do stuff. And I can remember one time uh, we had, we had traveled to an island called San Andres in Colombia and I got super sick. I don't know what the heck I ate, but I was like super sick. And what really did it for me. And I was like, okay, wow, this is special is she was like, forced me to eat these fruits. She's forced me to drink. I'm very stubborn. So I'm like, I'm not eating any of this. I'm not going to the hospital. I, I she made me do all that. I had to get a quarters not. I didn't want to go to the hospital because you know the healthcare here. You don't have insurance. You're basically you're sore out of luck. You're done. But I went to get a cortisone shot and everything, and she took care of me to like the to the very max. Like stayed up all night, and I just this is like maybe my within one month of knowing her, and I was like, wow. So I got back and I was like, wow, this this one's a good one. So we, we kept we, we kind of kept talking, and um, that's when I got back. My dad's like, are you a passport bro now? I was like. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? I had no idea. He's like, yeah. He's like, you're a passport bro. And I was like, what? I was like, oh, I don't know what that is. I then like later searched it, Googled it. And that's how uh, I was, that's how you guys found me here. But um, I mean, t- to this day, like I have a K-1 visa that I submitted in August. Um, it's about 16 month backup. Um, the girl, I, I go see her, pro- you know, I try to see her, well, my fiance, not the girl. Um, every probably like every every other month or every month depending on my work schedule and just the way that um i guess when i'm over there like for example she'll make she'll wake up make me breakfast i'm working on my laptop she'll bring she'll make she'll make all the food when my drink's getting low she'll come fill the drink up and i'm like wow like i feel like i'm a king now coming being in a marriage and you know i've dated women here it's like I can't even get them to like throw me a water bottle from across the room. Um, and it's, it's wild. Cause it's like, just like the day and night difference. You're like, Oh my God. Like they're so like, I don't know what it is. You're so, you're so grateful, you know? And I was, we were paying the bills at the house in Atlanta. Like we were splitting. I t- take all these trips. It wasn't like a money issue. It's just like, I, I don't know. So going there is like, you know, there, there, it's just, you know, how I get, I don't want to say, it, but I'm gonna say it. How like the how women are supposed how they were back in you know the the fifties and sixties and and forties where it's like they they played that role of being the housewife as long as you're able to provide, um, so I mean it was it was really, it was, you know it was really eye opening um, and I could I I'm very passionate about uh like the Colombian 
you know, uh, the travel and, you know, I take a lot of my friends over there just to kind of show them and just because it's like such a cultural change is like over here. You're living in the matrix. It's, it's, it's crazy. So, uh, I know I'm asking a lot of questions cause I'm just, you know, <laughs> so you don't think that, that any women in the U S have those values anymore. I mean, if they do, it's, it's very hard to find. Um, and you know, especially now with the, the, the expectations are off the chain. Like you got, like you were saying earlier, like six figures, six foot. I have that, I have this, but then there's always something where it's like, you got to do this. You're you, when you come home, you promise me that you're going to rub my feet after you worked all day. And it's like, you got, there's always something where it's like, nothing's ne for women is never in the United States. It's never enough. Like you could, I took her to like, I took my ex-wife to like, Europe, we shopped at Louis. We went crazy at Louis because it's like you know half off in a different country. Like we we went we were wild. Her ring was like her engagement ring was twenty eight thousand. I got receipts, um, and it was never enough. And it was like always exhausting. Like always felt like I was working to do something. When when guys just want they just want to be left alone and, and just kind of just be like okay we're good you know hang out like we don't want to we don't want no more problems when back when you're in your house you just want to be you know. You don't want to have someone bring problems to you. And that's so where you didn't like, think that everything. was a red flag having to even buy a $28,000 engagement ring. Yeah. I mean, it was a red, she actually makes more money than me. She, so, um, yeah, she, she when, when I, when we got together, I, ha I had the cash, but she was, she actually, she had a master's and she was smart. Like, um, she, she, she made, she made a lot more money than me and she had that job a lot longer than, than mine was now. Now we're kind of on even playing fields. Once the divorce is over, I sent her my offer letter. I was like, hey, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I had to wait till it was over. It was, it was killing me inside. But um, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I mean, you could definitely say that was a red flag, uh, buying a ring that big. But when, you, when you're getting married, I feel like you're investing in someone. And for me, I was investing. And, you know, she would tell me, oh, the, once I get married, there's op divorce is not an option, this, this, and that. So I was like, okay, well, this is going to be the ring for forever. You know, the value goes up. I can read. Well, I don't know if it really went up, but you know, that's, you know, that when you're in love with someone, it's like you're investing with someone and then they're selling you, this is American, like saying, oh, I don't, I'm not, I don't plan on getting, uh, you know, divorce anytime soon. This, this, and that, everything was all good. So I was like, I'm a pleaser. I'm like, okay, you know, this is, this is what we got to do. And, you know, it is what how it is. Long, how long did you date your previous wife? Uh, a, a year. She was she was thirty one. I was thirty three. Wait, I don't. Yeah, it was about we dated for you about a year. I don't know how old I can't remember. I think. Even, time flies. Twenty eighteen minus five years ago. I was thirty, and she was she's older than me. She's three two. She's thirty three. I was thirty. <laughs> Excuse me. Saying you ain't date long enough, buddy. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, because the, the, the values that you found in your now fiance, I don't know. I, I know that the modern women are just different. Like they are just different. And I'm going to go out on a limb and blame modern men because they don't value things much. They value ass and looks. So that's all these modern women think they have to bring to the table. Um, when you mentioned making food and like these are normal things I do for my boyfriend all the time, like making oh, bringing his drink like oh, that's normal to me but i'm i'm older so these these new chicks they the men are setting the standard 
as to what is valuable and that's what they put on the table as value. If I can interject, it, the, uh, yeah. especially young American women only go after you know, maybe 5%, the, what they consider the top 5% of men. And so I remember talking to a girl, the one I wrote about in Essence Magazine, actually, she went to Fisk University. And even back then when she went in the mid 1990s, there were like seven uh, women to every male student. But when you have a 20 to one ratio, then of course those men aren't gonna commit. Uh, but there are plenty of men who might still believe in the old fashioned ideas of courting a woman, um, maybe not even holding her hand or barely holding her hand um, and uh, asking the father for permission to marry, stuff like that. There, there might still be men like that, uh, but those are the men that the women are not interested in, at least not not the the when they're young and attractive, uh, when they get married, not the ones who are the age when women used to get married. My mother got married at age 22. Uh, I think it's the same for all of my friends. That's not the case anymore. The median age at first marriage for American women is now 28, 29. So uh, that's, those are the men who are set, setting the standard, the men who have all these options and are never going to commit. Not The ordinary men in America aren't given a chance. By contrast, in the former Soviet Union in Russia, there are something like 10 million more women than men. So when people ask, well, why would they be interested in marrying foreigners? That's the reason, or one reason. Well, we are gonna go, I guess we've kind of touched on our next topic <laughs> already. The next topic was supposed to be why is it so, why is dating in the US so difficult? But I think we kind of hit that. Uh, yeah, it's difficult because of, I think it's, worth saying, though, it's difficult because of feminism, which taught American women to be like men. It tried to destroy the lines between the two sexes lines which which exists in nature. Uh, and so women said, or were told, or try to, they were convinced by people like Betty Friedan and Simone de Beauvoir that they shouldn't want to be housewives. They might not even really, should, maybe they shouldn't even get married, uh, but uh, uh, instead they should try to be like these, these, these so-called top men who are players. Uh, but all that did is because women didn't really want to be like that. Is, is ruin them for the nice guys who they sort of disdained. It also made it easier to, for men to approach. So in the old days, you had to go through a woman's father and brothers, right? So you had to be actually serious. Um, if you, I haven't read the novel Washington Square, but I, I saw a movie. Um, and uh, um, and uh, in that novel, of course, the, the girl's father doesn't trust this man who is courting his daughter. These days, you can just approach anyone on the street. And so women get approached by 100 guys. Um, of course, those guys aren't going to marry them, right? The, maybe Steve Urkel will, will propose. The other guys just want to see how far can they get. And But the women confuse that with, oh, this is really Prince Harry who's going to propose to me at some point when he never will. And so they get destroyed by these men, and they become what they, these are now known as alpha widows. They're no longer interested in ordinary guys if they do get married. And marriage rates are at a 120 year low in the United States, a 120 year low. But if they do get lucky enough to get married, they don't respect the guy because he's so far in their mind, so far below the, the top tier guy that they might have had for one night, but they, in their imagination, were planning a wedding with. And so that's what's ruined dating in the United States. Also, the internet. 
now a woman can be approached by a thousand guys, 10,000 guys from around the world. A hundred years ago, the girl might be living in a town of 10,000 <laughs> or a thousand. And uh, she knew that the boy next door was the best. And he actually was the best. All it takes is one Instagram post and they got 10, 20,000 likes if, you know, the following's there or of their ass cheeks out or some shit. And, you know, that's just how it is. But to your point, um, you, I know you had named some people in history, but, you know, with feminism, even modern day rappers like, you know, Cardi or Megan Stag, I'm a boss bitch. I don't need no man mentality. You know, that that spreads, you know, and it becomes a popular song. Like, I don't need no man. And you'll hear it like all over, like world star hip hop. You go to these websites, you go in, you know, reels or whatever. You hear like, oh, I don't need no man. Like, I don't need no man. Tell me what to do. Like, I'm like, dang like and it's it's that's kind of like where where it sets off it's like do you guys need do you guys need a man do you guys need the, the i need mine okay. oh yeah well <laughs> i need mine so without without him like do you need yeah, do you I need mean, a man yes yes yeah Absolutely. i mean i've so i, I hear what y'all are saying and i know what i know what is put out in the media but there are, i think that there are a lot more women who feel the way that Didi and i do uh, regard like towards the relationship like it's not yeah. a problem to cook my man it's not a problem to do any of those things and I do feel like like I was made to be a man's helpmate in life so I, I I don't I think that maybe it's the women that men deem approachable but I don't I don't even think that's true because I mean again like how many followers do you have, Didi? Like on the internet? <laughs> like you have like how many? A lot. Well, on Instagram so, about hundred thousand. Yeah, 100, she has 000? this many followers. She has this many nice. followers. And I mean, I've seen the people in her inbox, but like this is the woman who tells you that she don't have a problem cooking for her man or doing any of those types of but things. That's not so, reality. These people don't have access to me for real. They think they do, but yeah. I don't entertain that. It's stupid. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. and I, 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 you know, yes, social media plays a part in things. Um, young people are very impressionable. Um, listening to Cardi B, who has a husband, say that's just stupid right. to listen to anything other than what she's doing because she actually has a family. Um, but yes, young people will always be uh, influenced by certain things. I believe that the reason why it's difficult to date is because people don't choose the people that want them. Everybody wants what they can't have. If you, if it's easy to date somebody that wants you, but everybody goes for the person that they want, but that person don't want yeah. them. So that's yeah, gonna that always be an issue. Like, like one of the songs that says, I don't cook, I don't clean, but let me tell you how I got this ring. Like, right, she got the ring. That was a, that's a popular song too. I was she like, I know. It's like, I'm like, I'm like, bruh. Wow. But it, it it is based on on gender. Um, it's it's the women who in America who disdain the men who approach them, and then they want the men who treat them with disdain. Um, whereas a man, okay, he's not going to date some woman who, you know, it's like a a one maybe. He won't be that excited if if he is if he is not. But most men are happy with an average woman. But most men can't get these days in America even an average woman. And then on top of that, with the Me Too movement, it makes it very hard to approach women because you don't know if a woman's going to insult you or even say you're harassing her. Uh, so 
Well, I think all these things are overinflated, though. I think these are things that are just pushed through an agenda on social media. If we're talking about everyday life and, and the people that we actually encounter that are in our immediate circle and on a day to day basis, I don't think these things are that overinflated. If I if I go out right now to a bar, I will probably see at least one guy that I would want to date. I might see 10 guys that want to date me. But there is still an option of somebody that I would want. The problem is people don't want what you want something that you can't get. That's not attainable. Yeah. And then you, you're making you're making your choices and your decisions based off of something that you really can't have. And then you get upset when you get the backlash that you get from choosing this person. They really didn't want you in the beginning. They wanted you for something else. They wanted you for something else that you could offer, but they didn't really want you. I don't know this life because that was never my life. So um, I can't speak on that because I got what that. I want. We know people that know, that do it. You can still speak from the perspective <laughs> of other people's experiences. I got what I wanted, Didi. I don't know that life. I don't know what What'd you get? Oh, oh man. Check my page out. His American wife. <laughs> um, <laughs> he happens to be black. Well, I would say 30 years ago, I, um, if maybe roughly two thirds of African-American women could have married me if they just expressed some interest. Now I, I have higher standards, but I would say 30 years ago, that's, that's where I was and uh, it, it didn't happen. Uh, but in Europe, there isn't that problem at all. I think it's also partly because they have more respect for uh, academia, <laughs> which in, in America, nobody cares if you're a professor, it's not important to them uh, or your, your level of education. But in, in Europe, it is more uh, important or in places like India, they care more about that. So what I have is what they value. But you said that you the, the goal was to get married, but that still hasn't happened. You got married and got taken advantage of in the same kind of way, if not worse than what you would have gotten taken advantage of in the U.S. Yeah, that much is true. I have a different uh, past um, that uh, led me to getting married so late at, at 46. Uh, but as I said, I think that a lot of the women that I was, uh, that I had, had met in this particular way of, of meeting a wife, they're not all members of the Russian mafia. So if I had picked one of them, I don't think the same thing would have happened. Or if I'd gotten married earlier, uh, when I was a Fulbright uh, Distinguished Scholar of the United Kingdom, that was in the early 2000s. And those were women living in England. They weren't interested in a green card or anything like that. Um, and if I'd picked one of them, it would have been a different story too. So I will, I will, I will agree with you on that. Like all women overseas ain't interested in a green card, yeah. as it may the narrative may be kind of out there. They not. So I'm with you on that. And all U.S. Yeah. women ain't the type of women he described either. Well, um, there are so many that. For me, I don't even bother because mm. you can't tell that you, you just can't know the difference. So we can't tell them. the difference between who want a green card and we can't tell the difference between who don't want you in the U.S. In America, I would say, especially when I myself was a student or a postdoctoral fellow, uh, it was pretty much 100 percent rejection mm. from African-American women, not in, in not the black state women from in. other countries, that you not, not foreign women and um, later when I was open to it, not white American women. Uh, so, that's the what, what state is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. 
I've decided. I'm, but you I'm went to a whole other country instead of a different state. That's what's crazy to me. It's like you didn't try any other race in the United States. Uh, but you tried another. What's, what state? Another what country. state were you going to school in? Well, I uh, I was an undergraduate at Harvard, so I was in Massachusetts. I had a postdoctoral fellowship uh, in Berkeley, California, and then my first uh, job as a professor was in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, where actually I, I did date some some black women. I remember there was so one you girl didn't, you I didn't went have, out with. Um, in Berkeley, you didn't have any success there. Uh, I had no success with really? the black American women. Oh, no. I went out with <laughs> on a date with a girl whose parents are from the Sudan, and with a girl. Well, she was American, but her. Her, uh, she had a Panamanian background, um, but uh, for the most part, no. They, if they didn't have a foreign background, I had uh, no luck, and that's the way it's actually been. But I see why, and I know that they care more. The women with the foreign background, the foreign women, care more about the attributes I have, and so that's great for me. Works for you, yeah. And talking about a green card, like, you know, that's what a lot of people think is, oh, she doesn't want the green card. She just wants a green card. So I, I kind of, with, with my fiance, she doesn't actually want to come to the United States. And you always got to take that with a grain of salt. Like, okay, you know, everyone wants to come here. Why not? So I don't take, I don't, when she says, oh, I just don't want to come to the United States. I need reasons behind the statements. So I said, well, why not? And she said, well, first of all, she has like a, you know, Latinos have giant families. Like I'm talking, she's got like, her, I think her, her abuela has like 10 kid siblings or there were 10 kids who all have different siblings. So she has, she has cousins all over the place. So being close to family is very important to that, that to the Latino culture. But what, what, re what really, what she really told me was she had a friend in Cartagena where she was dating this American and the American uh, was was she, they, people overseas think Americans are, are crazy. They they hear about the mass shootings. They hear about like all this stuff. They don't want nothing to do with us. They're, they're, guns are so illegal overseas; it's insane. Like you, you you if you have a gun, it's like oh my god, how'd you get a gun? So basically, what happened was this guy was dating this Colombian chick, and he got into a jealous rage and threw her over a balcony on Cartagena, like a thirteen level balcony. Then he fled to the airport and tried to get off, get onto the take the ne next flight over to uh, get away from the police. Um, long story short, uh, he ended up having a whole family like back back home. Like he has three kids, he, he had three kids and a, a, a whole wife and a house and everything. And he was arrested for murder. Obviously, he was cheating the whole time. So the Americans have actually like a kind of like a bad you know reputation overseas. So when she told me, she's like, "Yeah, I, I, you guys are crazy." You know, they heard about the the Texas school shooting with all those kids. Like, they don't they don't want really nothing to do. But I was like, I was like, "Well, here's the thing. I'm not leaving because I have a ten year old. So, in the meantime, you can come over here and then we'll go back there and retire there. And I, you know, I think that's the the best move just because your money can go a lot longer. You can retire you know earlier overseas now, give or take. You know, depending on where you, where you're staying at. But, um. That was like, okay, so, and she's always with her family. She's always with her nieces. She has two nieces where it's like, okay, I can see why she wouldn't want to come over there. Also, she, you know, she, she knows, understands English, but then it's like language barrier. You have to find work, things like that. So um, I took that as like, okay, that's, you know, I took, put, put all that together. And I'm like, okay, I think, I think that's more, that's reasonable enough to, to not want to, to necessarily live over in the United States.
Preferences, preferences. So I have a question. Do you, the women that you date or are in relation with or have had relationships with from overseas, do they only exclusively date American men? Me personally, no. Um, I think she, she would date, she would, hold on, sorry. No, she would date there. I think I don't really know too much. I know she, she had a Colombian boyfriend who was Colombian men are actually known for being um, having three or four girlfriends on the side. Uh, I have. Yeah, um, that's that. like I not even from her mouth. I've talked to so many people over there where I mean, the Colombian men. I mean, you could go on Google right now. It's like, who's the worst cheaters in the world? And, and Google will say Colombian men are like the worst. Most of the women over there are single mothers. I think it's like some some percentage, like not eighty percent or something, are all single mothers. Um, but exclusively date American men. She's never. This is I'm the first American um, that 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 she's dated. I mean, she's she's been pretty honest. She'll tell me like anything, like even messed up about her past or whatever, like you know mm -hmm. domestic stuff and really go into detail. Because you know I, I like to have those tough conversations and really dig dig into you know script you know really dig into the past and the history and and really the trends of, of where i'm going because if i'm not and and even later like i'll ask all these hard questions on her and she'll be like you know i, I kind of feel uncomfortable talking about it i re i'll remember that and then a month from later i'll be like, oh yeah you told me this just to see if that's the truth mm -hmm. and i'll keep doing that over and over because i have trust issues you know from <laughs> from previous so i'll be like <laughs> oh yeah, you told me um that guy used to hit you that one that would that date like that you dated in this in when you're in Medellin. She's like, yeah, I, I told you that before, right? I was like, I think so, but I knew I knew it. I mean, it's kind of messed up, but you you know, try to prevent myself from you know the professor situation where it's like you always gotta you know because it's not it's it's different. You know, you always be trying to to move really really smooth and see if people are lying or whatnot because. I got, you know, you got to be kind of careful just because you, people are, you know, in the passport groups, it's like passport bros group. Everyone's like, oh yeah, she's going to leave you as soon as she gets to the, get your green card, but they don't really know the, the whole history behind it. Mm -hmm. okay. So in the case of the woman I married, I, uh, of course, anything she told me could have been a lie, but she uh, only told me about a boyfriend about a week before I, I sent her away. Uh, before that, she had not mentioned any, any boyfriend. I, I, I didn't really ask. Uh, a lot, but she seemed really unaware of this whole sphere of, of uh, human existence. So uh, that's actually what I preferred because this Western idea of dating, I think is what ruins women. Again, they become alpha widows because they've dated 10 different guys and maybe even had you know, done something with, with those, those guys. Uh, I don't want that at all. And uh, this is the reason why. I, I now suspect, of course, that my my the woman I married uh, obviously did have a boyfriend or more, who knows, uh, before we got married. If she had really been as pure and innocent as I had thought, she never would have even imagined betraying me the way she did, because it would just it just would have been inconceivable, it would have been too shameful. So mm -hmm. I myself want to really want women from traditional cultures where dating isn't even something they 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 even comprehend so i'm gonna put this um question back up here for the professor from one of the uh one of our viewers 
he says, uh, clearly you're highly educated, which is great, but I'm curious if you weren't trying to date outside of the range physically of what you could obtain. This isn't my an insult, by the way. Yeah, well, it is kind of an insult, but the short answer is no, because that's what I actually had been used to um, going back years, as I as I said. And these weren't girls who were trying to get a green card. In many cases, that they weren't girls trying to get anything at all. Now, I know what they were interested in. Uh, they, uh, for example, in the year 2001, 2002, I was speaking across England. I even got an invitation to speak in, in Scotland once by the Sc Scottish Green Party. And so women would come up to me after my speeches. Uh, and also, as I said, people do respect uh, uh, a high level of education. And so that's what they were interested in. And I will also add that, yeah, the fact that I was American may have been uh, of interest to them too, because I get to uh, sort of seep in some of the cool of Obama, even just because we're, I'm a black male and he's a black male, but to a European, it makes me like him. I remember I was in the, the town of Gdansk once and there was this, what they called um, uh, a, a, a freestyle sort of event. And I thought it was rapping, but it turned out they were doing break dancing. And so I go in and they, they insist that I not pay. They didn't want me to pay. <laughs> and I, I think it's because they saw me as a, an authentic representative. Uh, now, you and I know I, I don't represent the, uh, the breakdancing community, but to them, <laughs> I sort of was, gave, their, gave a blessing to their whole event because I was a Black American. So yes, I can concede that maybe a lot of that's going on, and I'll, I'll take that as well. Okay. Okay, well, let's see. What other question? I think we didn't, we didn't hit so many of these topics already. Um, oh, but, but also to show you, you may think I'm completely delusional. But in 2004, I was also um, in uh, in England, and Gwyneth Paltrow was performing mm -hmm. in a play called Proof, which is a play about a mathematician. And I actually devised a plan. It, it didn't work, but I devised a plan by which I could try to meet Gwyneth Paltrow. So you may say I'm delusional, but that's how I was thinking. <laughs> mm -hmm. You got to aim for the stars. <laughs> yes, you do. Oh, and for the for the record, I'm I, I'm 35 and uh, um, I, she's 25, so it's, it's about it's oh, a 10 year difference. So it's, that's I not mean, bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not that bad, I guess. That's not bad. But when it was like 24 and 34, it's bad because you round down to 20. It's oh. like, oh, shit. But when, when but now it's 25, I'm like, yeah, she's 25 because you rounded up. It's closer to 30. So. I'm gonna be honest. I remember giving a talk. Um, once when I was 32 and a 19 year old girl, um, came up to me. And so uh, to me, it, it wasn't, uh, unusual. And my father was 16 and a half years older than my mother. And they were married for 49 and a half years until my father passed away. You said your father was how, how many? He was 16 and a half years older than my mother. And my, my mother got married at 22. Mm. Uh -huh. Okay. Hey. Okay, next topic. Number, next topic. Next topic. Oh, Adrian. <laughs> Is there any other culture that you've heard that they only date a specific culture that isn't theirs? Hmm. Ah, I see. So this is sort of a backwards uh, critique. Um, I have not heard of something wholesale 
like that, but I have heard of it broken down in terms of, of gender. My esteemed guest uh, maybe has, has an idea on this, but I think a lot of Asian American women, they largely date white American men, right? I've, I've heard of um, the criticism of, uh, like so for some reason they don't want to date Asian American men to a large extent. Certainly when I was an undergraduate at Harvard, that's the way it seemed all the time. And I heard that from an Asian American man. Um, but uh, I don't think this is bad that we have decided we want to go overseas because America is a tiny, it's a tiny percentage of the world population, 5% of the world population, something like that. And there's a specific culture which we, and we have identified our critique, uh, at least in my case, I know it's because of the influence of feminism uh, and the abandonment of traditional culture, traditional gender roles within a marriage and the rest of the world hasn't. So um, yeah, I don't have to embrace what the, the bad parts of American culture. I'm also not King Canute. I can't change the tide as one person. What I can do is, is travel as one person. So you, you mentioned traditional a lot. Um, and I'm just curious as to when will that traditional like actually come together for you? And actually you have a wife from over there because you seem to be dating a lot, but not actually closing the deal. I actually am not doing much and haven't for for many years. There's the coronavirus, and then also you know in the aftermath of of my marriage. Um, so I haven't, but in the future I may. But I don't know when because for other reasons I I want to stay near my mother. I am remaining in the United States. If I had my druthers, I would move uh, to a place like Austria, which is my favorite country in the world. Uh, but uh, for now, I'm in the United States, and in the United States, I've sort of resigned myself to the fact that, yeah, it's not. I'm not going to meet anybody here. Do you put yourself yeah. out there? I do not either. So, I mean, if you don't put yourself out there, how you know you got not going to meet anybody? Oh well, in the past, when I did, uh, it, it didn't work. And so, for example, on uh, Master, wait a minute, hold um, on. But yeah. in the past, it didn't work overseas either. You just got taken for everything. Um, I'm confused. I, like the, the two things are the same. No, they're not. But you're giving the, more um, grace to overseas I, I, than you are I met, to the U.S. I met, one, I met one woman who was a disaster, as opposed to all the other foreign women that I met when I lived overseas um, who weren't anything like that. Uh, now, is it more likely that you're going to be taken if you marry a foreign woman? With American laws the way they are, It actually there actually is a chance because they set it up so that scammers are more likely to want to um, see if they can trick you. And they're enabled by the US government laws. They get a green card very quickly. But in general, all these women that I've met over all these decades when I was living overseas, they were not working for their country's mafia. They weren't trying to get a green card from me. They, they didn't marry you, but you still haven't gotten the outcome that you said you went over there to get. Uh, well, I went over to Oxford first, firstly to get a doctorate, and then I was a Fulbright. Yeah, we, we got <laughs> and then I had an MIT Balliol Exchange Fellowship. But uh, in general, um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't gotten married because of that of that disaster. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna underplay it. That was a, a huge event in my life, obviously. Uh, but I do not think that even the the women that I encountered in that specific search for a wife from the former Soviet Union. I don't think that the vast majority of them were scammers in disguise. And I just didn't know it because I didn't wind up marrying them. 
but I put those things on a back burner for the past several years. There's the coronavirus and then other things that, that have happened in my life since then. And I am here in the United States and I know the United States. So it's, I know it's a waste of time. Hey, yo, Ali, you gotta, Ali, you gotta fight down. I can't. I don't even, Ali is hilarious. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Adrian, I hate you, man. All right, y'all. Let me see if I got another question because we, we keep hitting oh. all the topics that we had already in, in the conversation. Um, um, I guess for me, I haven't met anyone that uh, <coughs> would date a specific culture that isn't theirs. Uh, for a whole nother story, um, I, I, obviously I'm adopted and I didn't even know I was adopted until like, you know, growing up, I hate maybe like six years old. So like, I feel like everyone kind of just, especially now, everyone just kind of dates everybody. It's like, you know, you, I will say a lot of the NFL players, they date like blonde women for some reason. But besides that, uh, <laughs> I, I, I see them out all over the place. And I, I have Raven season tickets. All their all their wives are all like blonde, like blonde, blonde like, I mean, you guys, you guys see at the like the NBA, like even like basketball players, it's, it's like the same thing. I don't know, but um, yeah, that yeah. Okay. Who uh, who Lamar Jackson be with, man? I can't find him with nobody, man. I be trying. I don't know. He just had a kid, but I mean, keeps it on the low, you know. Uh, he keep, he keep his, uh, he keeps his real low. Okay, flowers. Has uh his high school sweetheart to this blonde chick you see that with, with me. right. We have we, we have a five yard tease right behind the um the, the ten yard line. So you see it be, be during warm-ups, all the families on the field, and I'm like, oh, okay. Um and uh Chris McAllister, like I used to see him at the at the clubs in Baltimore all the time. He'd pull up in a limo, ten white girls get out of the of his of a limo. <laughs> so I'm not even I'm not even making this up. CJ Mosley, I seen him at a power plant. Uh <laughs> Like clutchy assembly, like I see them all over the place, and I'm like, wow, I don't know what it is, but that's me. Wow, yeah. I <clears throat> all right, here goes another one. So, if so, for Kyle, if you were not engaged, just let's act like you weren't engaged for this question. Okay, <laughs> would you ever date a woman from the U.S. again? Uh -oh. The answer is a hard no. Okay. I tell my mom, I tell my friends, I tell everyone, I'm like. It's opened my eyes so much because I just started doing this like last year, like last December, I, like uh, really October was my first trip. But just experiencing going over there, the culture and everything, I, I can't I can't do it. I've tried. I've tried dating here even like for, for a few months. Um, couldn't do it. Just can't do it. It's, you know, there's too many check marks that you have to check off that that these that the women, not these women, but the women are. Girl, you know that there that you need to have before. Okay, I, I went on a date actually, and it was American. Uh, she's she uh, Cantonese or something, and um, she, like we didn't even have a conversation. She's like, "How much do you make a year?" Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> How tall are you? When's this? When's this? I was like, "God damn!" Like, and I don't know. It's that's just how it is now. And you know, that was that was a, a girl around my age, like in you know mid thirties. Um, and the younger age is like it, you know, it's all about social media or Instagram. These girls that are like young, they're always on their phones, and it's like how many followers it takes. It's like, oh my god, 
I don't deal with none of that. I told my girl she 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 surpasses 200, 200 followers on Instagram. We're gonna have a problem. I mean, that's just that's just how it is. I don't I don't need you know, you, you when you go to a, a car, it's advertised and you they put it out on the lot. If you're taking, you're not you're not you're not you're not supposed to be advertised. That's just how it is. You know, you, you, why you you don't have to have your body out on the internet if you know if you're taking. That's just that's just how I look at it. Stop in, which is okay. I got it and. End of story. I don't have to go into detail, you know, of of why or what. I've learned Spanish over the last year too, so I just took a, you know, I'm translating for my friends that I bring over that to come and hang out. So Jermu said, "What's the difference between dating someone in the U.S. who lives in a different state than out of the country?" It's a big difference. You feel me? It's a big <laughs> difference. Oh, uh, so okay. You want to take a shot at this professor, or you want me to? You, you go first. Let me go first. I want to say something. All right, go ahead. I don't feel like women in the <laughs> South like me or appreciated me like that. Really? Yep. Where's your Where's your wife from? Uh, originally. Pennsylvania. <laughs> Pennsylvania. Oh, <laughs> that's not even. That's north. He's from the well, south. He's from the I'm south. From the south. Oh, wh where are you from? I'm originally from Mississippi. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, in the south didn't love me or appreciated me. Most people don't appreciate you where you're from, especially when you're young. What, what was the question yeah. again? It was, it was, uh, <laughs> I know. I just took over. He said, "What's the major difference between dating someone in the U.S. who lives in a different state?" Than out of the country, even if they are a different culture from you. Um, I think, I think, um, from my experience, the 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 women overseas they have less expectations, I guess. Which I don't, I don't need to be on a checkbox of how much I make or this, this, and that, or you know, my social media status or none of that. The, the women overseas they're very they're they're more appreciative of the little things that you can provide for them pay for dinner it's like oh my god even if it's a very cheap dinner they're like oh my god thank you so much um they're more i mean from my experience they're very affectionate um so i went to, I went to punta cana and she i get the suntan lo she gets the suntan lotion off and just starts putting it on my back without even me asking her anything what i've never had that they can't even put yeah. sunblock on the back i've never yeah. had that before they, it's Bro, I swear to God, like I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, y'all see, they talking about simple things. I'm trying to tell you, man. Sometimes them even the simple things is hard to find. No, I said, what it's kind cool. of women? I feel like the yeah. people y'all are choosing are just bottom of the barrel chicks. Like you're picking chicks who the value that they bring is like this. It's not they are looking for a payday, they looking for like y'all vet y'all not vetting these women right because there's no my, way that these small things my my ex-wife made we lived in georgia she made like a she makes like a, almost close to 200k but it wasn't about what's it's not it's not it's not about what are you what am, what are you doing for me it's about what am i doing for her it's not it. hello did we lose her it was going out dd I think she froze. Well, if yeah. I can, if I can uh, say something, I don't say I have a lot of experience with dating women who are in another country when I'm in the United States. 
uh, with the woman I married, yes, because we waited so long for the visa for a long time, it was about 16 months, I think, uh, she was someplace else while I was in the United States uh, waiting for the visa to be approved. I'm just talking about the, the women I interacted with when I was living in England or living in Europe. And uh, so, no, these were not uh, bottom of the barrel women. As I said, in some cases, these are women who could have been models, uh, and but they were getting PhDs or master's degrees at places like Oxford or other universities in the, in the United Kingdom. Uh, these, um, uh, so no, they weren't, they weren't bottom of the barrel women, uh, by, by any means. Of course, I, I didn't date all, all of them. I'm just saying that these are the women that I, that I met, um, who, who were friends, or maybe I went out on dates with, with them. Yeah. Uh, but no, they, they weren't bottom of the barrel and that's precisely it. Whereas in the United States, very often when I did get around to dating African-American women, they would be men who, they would be women who had men fathers who are men who were in jail or you know drug dealers um uh, or they had uh, a child out of wedlock with a guy or um you know so uh no the the if anything it's the exact opposite that the types of women i was dating in the united states were um uh, of a different uh <coughs> than the women that i encountered uh, without any difficulty, without having to um, have any game uh, in the United Kingdom or in Europe. Yeah, and I mean, to your point, it's it's really it's it's, it's been the, the the women I my ex wife I married and my son's mother, they're they're you know they're very pretty, um, but it wasn't always about like when I wake up in the morning, it was more like oh. You need to do all this shit. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like a give take relationship. It was, it was really just me be, being basically like a housewife, being a, like, oh, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. And I did a lot of stuff. I built a garden. I put the lawn. I did mad stuff. But it was always nothing was ever good enough. It was always like, what's next? What you, like? Okay, so you did all this, but then you didn't do this. It's more about what you didn't do versus. There you are. It's more. It was more about what you didn't do versus what you what you did what you did do. So, for example, I don't know. Um, you guys, you guys are in relationships right now, and it's like, you know, the the guy does all the dishes. He does this, 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 and this, and that, and then he forgets to take the trash out. You come home, you're like, you notice everything's clean. You don't say shit about it. You're like, what the fuck, you didn't take the trash out. Like, yo, that 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 really blows a dude. Like, you know, husband trying to like, oh, I cleaned, I did laundry, I did all this. And then the trash can's full. It's like, and then you're like, oh, you didn't take the trash out, but you didn't say thank you for the other stuff. You just, you just emphasize on the thing that they missed. And that's, I mean, you, you know, you've done it before. You know, you've done it before where it's like, hey, you didn't do this. You didn't change the, the, the air filter on, on the right date, but, but the, everything else is perfect. Dinner's cooked, clean, everything. The dogs are fed, blah, 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 blah. But you didn't do this. No, no, other stuff's mentioned. You don't get a, you don't get a, you don't, you don't get any rewards for that. You just get, highlighted of what you forgot so and did so y'all talk about what did y'all talk about that before y'all got married like what the household like what that would look like or did y'all just go into it like did y'all yeah, have no, a discussion a, about it? we 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 never had a discussion but it was more like I, yeah i mean that that's a great point i probably should have 
looking back, we probably should have went to like therapy or something and and said, hey, okay, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. But when a woman makes you know more than the man at the time, it's like, oh, you're. I don't. She would tell me shit like, oh, I don't need you. I just like to have you around. So I'm like, mm-hmm. goddamn, like. And that, yeah, that, you should, you she's different. She, she, she's definitely different. She's definitely different. But with that being said, you know, I, you know, I was in deep. I'm like, okay, um, yeah. And she's a she's an American woman, and even my son's mother, who I love to death, she's great. She, she had this almost a similar mindset where it's like, what are you doing for me? You know, or, you know, like blah 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 blah. It's, it was never about. I I like I get home and it'd be like. Oh, you forgot you left your shoes out. It's an Asian household. You gotta take your shoes off. You left your shoes not straight, like in a late straight line. One of them was like this. Maybe, maybe it's I don't know. Maybe, so it's different now. Like when when I'm 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 kind of I'm a man. Like I'm kind of messy. Like guys are messy. I mean, you go on Facebook.com, you look at marketplace. People are like, oh, uh, women only for this house because they you know, guys are are messy. So like now, like if, if I leave stuff out. In, in Columbia, I'll be over. I was over there for like three months earlier this year, and um, she, she just she she doesn't say shit. She just okay, this is my man. I'm gonna pick it up. I'm gonna clean it. I'm gonna cook dinner. I don't gotta say shit. It's just it's just it's just done, and it's something I've never really experienced before. Because you know I, I've had good and I've had bad, and it's like wow, this is like way different. And so with, with that, I'm afraid I have to depart. But I appreciate being on. And so thank you very much. Appreciate you coming on, man. It was a joy. Thank you. We love you sharing your story. Bye. All right, take it easy. So this post about men wanting to be more traditional, I think the disconnect is they want women to be in those traditional roles, but I feel like women are more comfortable in those traditional roles when a man is being the provider. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, right now I pay four forty a month for electricity, gas and rent and for a two bedroom, uh, bathroom, two bed, two bath in uh, Barranquilla, um, which is like chunk change compared to what I was giving my, uh, my ex-wife every, every month. So it's nothing to me, you know, and th- that's just how it is. Uh, and I mean that we agreed, you know, I mean, to your point earlier, we agreed, like, this is how, this is how it will be. You do this, you do this and I'll provide. And, you know, that's something that I'm like, okay, this is, you know, definitely a good scenario. Uh, it's definitely a better scenario. Mm. But, and I know you say you, um, were adopted by an American yeah. family. So I'm assuming you mean white, a white family? No, black. Okay. No, I'm, I'm just so, playing. I'm just playing. Yeah, no. so. <laughs> you guys are like, man, we don't ever adopt no, but now I'm just kidding. <laughs> so from what, like, do you think that that with your wife, because she was Asian as well, right? Yeah. Your ex? Yeah, so my ex was a Vietnamese. Yeah. The, roles, the roles generally in Asian families, I feel like women are, like, are, I don't think that male. Yeah, you're right. Like, that's how it's set. That's how it is. So. I wonder if that played a part in it, but I mean, I hate that that happened. I don't want anybody. Yeah, I don't want anybody to get divorced. But I mean, if you found happiness now, and I think, like, as far as passport bros, of course, people on the internet are gonna blow stuff up 
They just want to say something to go viral. Like, and I've said from the beginning, if whatever makes people happy, like if that's what works for you, then you know, great. Um, yeah, I was just curious about it. I'm glad you came on and shared your story. It's very so, interesting. I got a question for you because yeah, yeah. this is the question how I got you on here. So why are men going overseas to find love, to find wives? What is the main reason? Because I feel like we kind of talked about it, but I don't feel like we went into it. So I got to make sure that before we end this tonight, that we touch on that. What yeah. is the main reason? I mean, I'm gonna be honest, like just based on everyone that in that group that I, the, 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 the passport bros group, I think men are just sick of, of, I mean, just to be honest, it's easier because men are sick of putting in all this work, doing all this stuff, going on these $250 dinners in DC or New York or wherever you're from in California, God forbid you, you, you try to date a girl out there, take her on a nice dinner, a couple of drinks is like easily too. It's, it's just easier and it's just less of a headache. It's more straightforward of okay, this is this is how it is. Um, it's more it's more traditional. I mean, that's that, I've dated a lot of American women. Like I've dated a lot of American women, and going to Colombia the first time, I was like, holy shit! I've never. This is like this is like a like a fairy tale land or something. That's what I was thinking. Like, when these guys are watching, you got you guys got to go over there and just just experience it a little bit. It's not as dangerous as everyone says it is. I went over there with no Spanish. But I mean, to answer your question, it's it's less of a headache. It's easier. Your your money can go way farther. Like I just rented a boat, took it out to a few islands for like eight hundred bucks, um, and that was it. Like I I went out <laughs> and I mean, the professor was great. But I think honestly, if you were to answer the same question. You know, it, it, it would be, you know, it's just easier, you know, and it's just less of a headache. I'm 35, man. I'm not getting any younger, you know. I'm just like, what? think about it. Like, Adrian, say you had to start over, right? Mm -hmm. Where do you even start? Like, where would you where would you start? You got three? You got how many kids you got? Two? Three? Three. Yeah. I, so, I mean, I got one, but, like, where would you start? Like, you know what I'm saying? Divorce. Three kids, single father. Where do you start? Well, I hope it ain't in Colombia. Shit. Taking the kids. God <laughs> oh, damn. All right. So let me, let me ask you this because I, I don't want this to kind of go over people's heads and some people dissect this because you said because it's easier. Yeah. What do you mean when you say it's easier? People want to know because they like, oh, are the are you saying the women over there are easier? What are you saying when you say it's easier? I know what it is, but I need you to explain. Yeah, so I know basically like there's been times where I went on a date and the girl will ask me straight up at the end, like, what do you want to do now? Type type situation. I'm like, well, I got work in the morning, so she. I gotta go, but if you want, you can come over tomorrow or something like that. So they'll actually like they'll be straight up, straightforward. It's like it's it, it's not like what it is here where it's like, oh, he's gonna think I, you know, I don't I don't do it on the first. It's like, yo, this is what it is. 
you know, they don't care about no body counts or shit like that over there. It's like, yo, this is what it is. They want it just as bad as you want it. It's, you know, that's just, yo, it's, it's the truth. And for a guy, like the amount of work that you have to put in here to, to, to basically, you know, get the opportunity. It's not, you know, it's like, you don't have to go through that every, like, like texting, you gotta, you know, sometimes you gotta delay the text. So you don't want, you don't want to see like, or something like that it's like too many mind games bro you just gotta you know what i'm saying it's like fuck all fuck all that shit like like the the girls over there they're 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 up they're up front and that's what it is kyle says you fucking or not (laughs) i swear to god this one girl i took her out she's beautiful she had she had she had uh she had uh curl natural curls um for the guys watching she had like a, a joint i was like no nah, i don't know if i can handle that joint um she had a bit and i was like and she and she, she came up to me I, this is a true story she's like so what, are we going back to your place or not i'm like like i i was like oh shit like oh god i, I don't i don't even know what to do i was like <laughs> this is like one of the first dates too i went on i was like yo is this how it is like and because that's not how it is here it's like okay thanks for having a great night um, and it's like mind games and it's like, okay, she's on her phone texting her side dude or the five other Instagram guys that, that she, that she took a story with and she took a picture of some food that you paid for. And, and now they're DM, like, where you at baby? So she, she got backup plans, five, six backup plans. Cause you know how it is. That's, that's just how it is. Maybe she took, she, maybe you, maybe you on the way in, she had you take a picture of her and her, her, her dress. And, and, and then all of a sudden the, 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 the her phone starts blowing up or whatever. And. This never happened, but I know, like on dates now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, but that's just how it is. Lord. I, I just feel like it's it's really about vetting and making sure you're making the right choices because all the women that you've described in the U.S. have been the same kind of woman. So it's like, yeah. when do you? You're the common denominator. So when do you decide that maybe I'm making the wrong choice of women? Well, I never said I'm good at making uh, good, good choices, but um, I mean, you know, that, that's a great point. It's like, I, I, I don't know. I'm a sucker for a pretty face. You know, that's, you know, I mean, I could, I could really go find something crazy, like some joint that's like 250 pounds and, and maybe I'd be happy, but like, I don't know. I'm yeah. not saying she has to be ugly or obese. I'm just yeah. saying your vetting process needs to be better. Yeah. And I'm not saying that every pretty girl is a dingbat. And I'm not saying that every ugly girl is a sweetheart. But when it comes down to the the whole bottom line of it, if all of your experiences with women in the U.S. have been the same and you're the only common denominator, it has to be you. It cannot be every woman that you've chosen. Maybe you need to choose better. Yeah, so I, I will say my, my ex-wife and my my um my son's mother they're uh they're very they both vietnamese they, they they're very similar and that's and even when i got with my ex-wife my son's mother's like yo she worse than me like she's oc she, she her ocd is way worse than my ocd like because they knew each other she's like you're done because you're not very you're not very you know you're very messy like you leave shit out all the time and i'm like uh right, you know whatever i i was like i think it will make it work and it was good like it was good for the first couple years and then, like, shit just fucking hit the fan. So, mm. I mean, I definitely probably, you know, sh- you know, sh- 
as far as making you know, choosing the women that I'm choosing. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, like the woman that I'm choosing, you know, obviously vetting is, is definitely a thing. Um, so going completely sideways and, 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 and dating women from a different country or, you know, meeting women, you know, meeting the girl that I'm engaged to right now. Yo, yo, that's facts, bro. I, I, I do. What? What? I, got, I got trust issues, bro. Let's talk about it. You, got, you can't say that. You're doing a lot. What? <laughs> How she know? <laughs> now, that lady, she is in a different country. Is she in the same time zone? Even yeah. if you got a tracker on her, what you going to do about it? No. Trust me, I got it on lock. You don't even know. Oh, Hell yeah. Thank you. Damn. Don't call like that. Don't do it. Hey, you don't gotta tell me twice. I'm 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 very happy. Right. I like I I I'm I'm happy, like I'm probably like the happiest I've ever been. I come home and I'm like, oh yeah. He said I'm Turner is it a doc on hey yo, I leave. It doesn't matter if the person is the U.S. out of the country. You know, I don't, I don't know. No, I, it, I it, it, it does. The, the, I mean, everyone's different, but, like, you just got to try it. I'm telling you. you you see the difference. So, when you meet her, I, got, I got you. I got you, Lisa. I'll give you the update. You know, we'll see where we're at. You have to come, yeah, you gotta come back once, once y'all get married and she comes or whatever y'all decide to do, you gotta come back on the show. Oh yeah, for sure. So you moving to Columbia? Um well I gotta wait till my my son sets so probably not anytime um, soon. Um you know, ten years from now, probably. I mean that's a that's a long you know, that's a long term goal. But she wants children? Yeah, she wants one more. I'm like, uh, I don't how many really she got? She don't, she don't have any. I have one, so oh, okay. it's a rare, it's a rare finding. You don't want no. You know you're gonna have a kid, right? If she want one, you are gonna have one. Trust you're me. Trying to secure the bag. What you mean? Yeah. No. Oh, trying hey, to secure the bag. Huh? She trying to secure the bag? <laughs> no, nah, I mean it could be. Hey, you never know, but you got <laughs> maybe. Maybe she's trying to secure the bag, but. She she told me like her her one dream is to become a mother. She, she like takes her nieces out all the time. She has this one girl she brought over this little this 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 five year old that she was taking the ice cream, taking swimming and shit. So I was like, okay, like she has that mother mentality. And you know it's funny, like because you said that you only see her like once every other month. How easy is that to just be the best girlfriend you can be for that short amount of time? Mm. Well, okay, that, that's a good point. I'm over there like three like. Earlier this year, I was over there for three for two months straight. I just got back. I was over mm -hmm. for two, yeah, I was over for two weeks. Um, I just, I actually good point because this guy um that I know, another Asian dude who who is dating a uh, girl, he brought her over from from Colombia, and he he works retail, so he was only over able to go over there like for a few days at a time, every two months. And he I talked to him today actually, and he was like. 
dude, I we're we're get, we're not getting along great. I'm like, why? He's like, because when I was over there, I was only partying, drinking, and doing all this stuff. And now that we're living together, it's not like that. You can't go out every night. You can't do this and that. And he's like, we're having a lot of problems because of that. And I was like, oh shit, for real. So she wants to go out like all the time and do this and that. And um, he can't. You can't. You can't do that in, in the United States. It's like mm-hmm. you go broke as hell doing that. He said her birthday dinner was five k, and I believe it because I. That's yeah. I I know. I, the way they were eating with the amount of people that was there, I, no doubt it was like a really fancy restaurant. And um, he's just like, yeah, I didn't know, I didn't know that how it would be. And he's like, that's one of my biggest mistakes that I did. Um, and his his actual um, his brother has a girl over here too, from Colombia that he met. This is like a thing, and I didn't even know about all this until I was already balls deep into it. Um, and I don't know if I can say that. Whatever. Unintended. Yeah, and and um, she's pregnant. The other the guy's brother, who's Colombian, so she's trying to secure the bag. But he said another thing that he made a mistake was uh, he started her off at, at uh, buying her luxury brand items like Louis, Burberry, all that. So that's all she wants. So he's like, I didn't mess up there because, um, and hey, yeah, we all got. Hey, listen, it's twenty twenty three. You get you post up one picture on Instagram, you got guys stalking you, liking you. You're you're literally one post away from getting getting the attention that you want. That's just so how it is. Do you if feel somebody like, is that weak minded? Do you feel like post? it's because she's overseas that you feel like, yo, I don't know what you're doing, so I need to kind of track you to make sure that we good. You know what I'm saying? Is that kind of what it is? Because you don't see her consistently like that. You know, it's what. You say what every few months you see her? No, I, I honestly right now I'm at, at a point where it's every month. Okay, every month. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things we do is um for her and for me is like when we make a phone call, we we all always pick up on the first call. Um that's just important, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, it, maybe you guys haven't ever got cheated on before or went through that experience. Definitely. Yeah. So you call your man right now, right? You call your girl, she's not there, and they don't pick up. And you keep calling, they don't pick up. What's the first thing you're gonna think? You're like, huh, wonder what they're doing. See, first thing I'm gonna think is I hope they're okay. <laughs> right. I don't I don't you know it when I call my my wife, I don't yeah, I don't be like, what's going on? What's she doing? What's she like that's that's not that's far from my mind. I, I you know what I mean? Like okay, I call her. You know, she gonna call me back. Like, she probably busy. She probably working. She probably doing something. You know, taking care of the kids. You know, but what now, if the she kids takes are with forever you? to call you back? What if the, like, what if the kids are with you and and she just went out to, to dinner with their friends or whatever and she don't pick up? She enjoying herself. I typically don't really call. And then, like, I don't know. I guess maybe it's different because we probably be texting, joking, and talking crazy about something. You haven't heard from her in a minute. Yeah, he says she I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, it's, but it's, I mean, it's happened, but we, I don't, we know, I don't, we don't have that type of, I guess, situation. I, nah, even if, she, even if she, even if I called her and she didn't call me back, what's, what's a long time? What do we consider a long time? Okay, so. Let's let's say you're with the kids. She's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go hang out with my friend. I'm uh, get a few drinks." You call her, nothing, nothing. Text her, nothing, nothing. 
I'm not saying this has happened. That's I just okay. make sure that this doesn't happen because I want to make sure you know. Right. No. I'm because I'm trying to I'm trying to see like what's a long time in, in your mind frame like. Two. Okay. Debbie Taylor. Two hours. Okay. So if she hadn't hit me up, if I hit her up and she hit me up and I ain't hit her up in two, but I'm out. So we ain't talking about work. We talking about life out. She's out, out. Um, I don't know. Cause it, <laughs> it ain't never happened. So, you know what I'm saying? Okay, and, well. Yeah. Because you know, she's coming I, home though. Like y'all live right, together. So it's, you know, so typically if she go thing. out, like I'm not now, you know what I'm saying? If it was like, if I realized like, oh man, it's like, Three, four o'clock in the morning. Okay, then I, you know, but, but that's never happened. You see what I'm saying? So, um, so typically, if she going out, even if she was to go out with girls to brunch or whatever, like, yeah. you know, picking up on yeah. the first call is easy if it's your man, even yeah. if you're doing something sneaky. That's why I said so, that, that's why I said oh. that standard. Yo, you got. Did you read the rest of it? Did you read oh. the rest of the comment? Yeah. Even if you're doing so, something sneaky, you better be quiet. It's my man. Hold I on, think, I got the answer to the song. Kyle, I think the reason they say it like past because whatever you happen in your past relationship, you can't bring that in a, your new relationship. And even if I understand you wanting to make sure it doesn't happen, but like you can't control what somebody else is doing. And she's like literally not halfway across the world, but how many hours away? Like you can't put that amount of stress on yourself. Yeah, because you can't control the situation. I don't. I don't. You stress just have to have some for peace of mind. So you're telling me you guys don't you and your husband, you you and your wife, you guys don't have each other on Find My iPhone. I don't track nobody's mm. phone. Mm. No. I have my kids <laughs> on this. No. no. I don't know. I know a lot of people who 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 um have each other like location just. Even for emergency, you know, like you can get robbed. Like even in Columbia, you can get robbed yeah. out there very easily. Um, Nine one one. Oh, over there, there's no. <laughs> well, I'm get, talking about here in the states. Oh yeah, you get your ass robbed over there. Nothing happens. It's like all right, like shit. Even if you're American, you get robbed over there. Okay, cool. I, there's like people who are getting scopamined over there right now, which is like a drug that puts you in a trance and you can kind of basically do whatever you want with the person. Um, that's it's it's going on a lot right now in Medellin, and you know someone just got killed over there uh, last week. Um, is that like, where Medellin? Is that where your fiance? You know, uh, say that again. Your fiance in Medellin? No, or... she's in Barranquilla, which is like nowhere near Medellin. No, not at all. Okay. Yeah. Well, this was an enlightening conversation to say the least. Um, I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was, hey, it was hey. what's that song by um, before we get off? What's that song by uh, Lil, Lil Wayne and Chris Brown? Yeah, yeah you got it. Give me that. No, no, no. no. Hold on. Tiger, 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 and and uh, oh, these girls ain't loyal. That one, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> one. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying, you, you guys can sit here and say, you know, this is what it is, but she's gonna cheat no matter what. But at the end of the day, I, it's 2023. Everyone's so easy accept, accessible right now. Like your your ex boyfriend, your ex boyfriend could hit you up right now, or a guy you dated a couple, 
a couple years ago, he could find you right now and say, hey, you know, it's been a long time. You want to go for a coffee break? You just got off to a big fight with with with, with your current man. It's like, and he's like, oh, I want you out, but you guys are just fighting. It's like, but okay, you have to well, trust that the person that you selected doesn't care about those things. Like, yeah, I'm just saying my ex- that shit happens all the time. It's it's 2023, like, bro, like, but who, someone like, who's been following your ass is just waiting to snatch you up. But you have to trust that the person you're with doesn't care about that. I got a lot yeah. of followers. I could care less. I don't care about that. Yeah, I got a whole what? bunch of DMs. I don't even respond. I don't care. So what? Just because somebody likes me doesn't mean I like them. Mm. My ex texted before ex, the show. It could have been someone you had history with, and you're like, matter. My ex, my ex texted before the show. He said, "I know you miss me." I said, "Who is this? I don't have your number saved." Right, like I don't care. But you knew it was your ex, though. You knew it was your ex, though, because you memorized the number. Ooh, he he you. He don't. No, I haven't saved the that, number. She remember that number that. ending in two four six eight. She's like, oh yeah, that's no. Oh. That's the number is saved in my phone, but I'm not letting him know that I know it's him. Like, if you have a, a if you have a trustworthy partner, don't bring in your old shit and pour it on them because yeah. that's not fair. Like, and it becomes overbearing. That would make yeah, you. I, make I, me I, leave. I, I agree. You know, I I'm a little. I, I guess I'm a little like I, I've seen some sh- some stuff. I've seen a lot of stuff go down. I'm not saying. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. But at the end of the day, it's like, I got to do what, I, you know, I've never dated someone in another country. So I'm like, okay, what are the steps? Because I am in that passport bros group. I do see these scams that are like, like look at the professor, for example. If he Kyle, knew that the Russian. Kyle, y'all ain't on the same playing field. Don't, don't, don't use him as an example. Okay, okay. But I'm just, that, those, are the, those are the guys that are like, are getting taken advantage of. Like, I Bro, in that post, in that post that I did, I had so many guys in my DMs like, "Yo, um, I don't even have a passport, but uh, I work here. Like, what can I do to uh, to be, to kind of be where you're at?" I'm like, I'm like, dude, because most all the women in Colombia or even in other countries, they have Amer- they collect American men that are feeding them money, and then they have their Colombian or their Filipino boyfriend. That's just how it is, like. It's like a known thing. It's like yeah, they talk about cool. that all the time. Like yeah, yeah, it's, it's wild. Gotta, so I'm like, fuck that. I'm not getting. I'm not. I'm not being a victim of that. I'm like, I gotta protect myself. You know, my my my. You know, my money, my finances, because I'm not getting into. All, I'm not. I'm not ending up on as a as a. You know, as a professor. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. But I was like, damn, dude. Uh, uh-uh, uh, wait, y'all. We gotta go. We got four minutes left before we hit our two hour mark. And you know we got to get off before the. So yeah, stay. You can you can stay back, Kyle, and we'll finish finish it. Yeah, yes. don't log off after we end the show. Um, hold on. And then send send Ali um our information so that way he can reach actually, out to us. Actually, I know I know Ali. Um, oh, you I saw, okay? I shared I shared the um the YouTube with everybody and um okay. a couple of my boys are watching, but Ali, yeah, me, that's my that's like my one of my good probably one of my best friends. I out of all five friends. Ali was the best tonight. Thank you, Ali, for joining. My Thank man, everybody for joining. Okay. Us. Ali was not right was now. not letting him make it at all. No, I would let y'all tell us what y'all got going on for the week, but we really don't have that much time. So right. we appreciate everybody for coming on. Um, we really appreciate the comments this week. Y'all was on it. Uh, this was an enlightening conversation. Uh, we like to keep it going after the show. 
with you, um, Kyle. And uh, y'all, please listen to us tomorrow, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Black With No Chaser radio app. If you do not have the app, please download it. BWNC app. Shout out to our media group, I Am Woe Media Group, for always checking us out, for always keeping us in order, and for always supporting. Y'all, if you want to be on the show, Ali, please hit us up in our DM or inbox so we can get you on this show because we need you. You are funny. Um, if you have topics you want us to talk about, DM us, inbox us, let us know what you want us to talk about. And we will see y'all next Tuesday. We appreciate y'all and we are out of here.